mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 279 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are going over Stargate Atlantis. Yes. Season four. Yes. Episode four. Uh Uh-huh. Doppelganger. Yes. A.K.A. Kill It With Fire or Nightmare on Atlantis Street. So I'm going to tell you that my A.K.A. Is Nightmare on Atlantis Street, and the reason why is because that was the unofficial name of the episode <laughs> around the production office. That makes me happy because you were there when we watched it. Yep, I came up with that all by myself. Well, it's without any prodding. It's a little obvious. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. <laughs> a little, on, it's a the little nose. on the nose. They uh, they... what a great way to start off the month of October. It then is with a the uh, Stargate horror, movie horror reference. film. Yes, ta-da, we did it. Also, apparently in French, now my notes, because I was doing this very early in the morning or late at night, I can't remember which one, uh-huh. says that in French it translates to Atlantis on Atlantis, but I'm pretty sure it was Nightmare on Atlantis. May- <laughs> Was what it translates in French, because yeah. Atlantis on Atlantis makes no sense. Right. Why would it? Why? Yeah, that was... That's the porn version. That- <laughs> <laughs> Just me? Got no, it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just now like envisioning weird, like, like the ascension city of Atlantis yeah. hentai yeah, situation. Not the people, the city. Yeah. It's like tentacle yeah. porn. Uh-huh. Whales are involved. Yeah. Uh, nature be crazy. That's <laughs> all I'm envisioning now. Yeah. <laughs> is Atlantis tentacle porn? You're welcome. Everyone, this is why you come to this podcast. Um, how was your week? Uh, this week was good. It flew by in a flash. Uh-huh. Um, the big thing I started watching was I have st- decided to, because I haven't done it in since streaming services were a thing, honestly, mm. rewatch Babylon 5. Nice. Nice. And I just started second season. John Sheridan's around. Delenn's gone through a transformation. I I get irrationally angry anytime Babylon 5 um, rewatches happen in my house. Oh. <laughs> I cannot get behind that show for it's, some reason. It is a ridiculous show. And I'll tell you that I just finished the first season. The first season's not my favorite. Uh-huh. I did watch it because there's some important lore shit that goes sure. on in the first season. I'm a fan of seasons three and four. The reason is, obviously, it's me. I'm a fan of Marcus. That makes sense to everyone who's ever listened to this podcast okay. before. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Um, Babylon 5. Okay, let me make sure I'm thinking of the right show. It's uh-huh. the one with the guy that has the weird gelled hair, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. With the big fan hair head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. him. I am thinking of the right show. And, and Veer is played by What's-His-Face, who is in Animal House. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. Every now and then, uh, husband Jesse decides he needs to do a, a Babylon watch, and I am just like, why? It's... Why are you listen, doing this to me? It is a ridiculous series. Yeah. And, and the reason I say, why are you doing this to me, is because when he gets on one of these mm-hmm. kicks, it is the, let's fall asleep to this show, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to. No. It's... 
Listen, I know, like, you're getting into sci-fi now, yeah. and, like, you're starting to enjoy it. This is, this sci-fi is so beyond what you would enjoy. Uh, yeah, I think I'm learning the nuances. Of, yes. There is so many different genres within this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are not for me. No. And that's okay. I will say of a, a sci-fi series that because it's starting, I think you would enjoy because of the level of thoughtitude that's behind it is okay. Foundation. We did talk a little about that yeah. last week. Yeah. I think, um, yes, I've now figured out how to use my Apple TV. <laughs> so I finally caught up on Ted Lasso. Yay! I ate that shit up. Oh, it's so uh, good. It is. It is. Uh, I always hesitate with comedy because my brain... Rain likes to go to dark places when mm-hmm. I'm doing my binge watches. Yeah. Dark or dramatic. Yes. Yeah. You know, pretty good for me. But there's some good dark but, moments in this. Well, that's the thing is I like a, a comedy, but certain ones don't hit well mm-hmm. because I'm like, no, I, I'm angry. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's the Skeletor meme. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel good. Yes. I want to feel angry. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Ted Lasso is very charming. It's, I love Ted Lasso. It, it won me over. I'm a big fan. Um, I love Rebecca. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Roy Kent. Uh, Coach Beard. Coach Beard. Is, is... I don't know who I love more between Coach, Coach Beard and Roy Kent. Yeah, that's a close one. Um, I think, like, they're, and, and not to do anything, like, specific or spoilers, but in the last episode, like, Roy Kent had this moment where it was very specifically not, like, it was... Super sweet and romantic in the way that only Roy Kent can fucking be romantic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Appropriate. <laughs> the fucks are, rom- are appropriate. Um, yeah, and it's fun, Joe. Uh, other than that, I have uh, finally dug in shamelessly mm-hmm. watching Station 19, which is the Grey's Anatomy spinoff show. The okay. second of the Grey's Anatomy spinoffs. The first one was Private Practice. Can I tell you that at one point I've caught Nick binging Private Practice? Oh, Private Practice is good. For reasons I don't know, except it does have What's-His-Face, who I really like that I just blanked in his name. He's in the original cast of Rent. I just blanked in his name. I don't know. Benjamin Bratt? Nope. Uh, nope. I just blanked in his name. I have no idea. Moving on. Let's do that. Let's move on. I, uh, the only but, other thing I did is I did well, start I was the... Still oh, sorry, 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 Station 19. Station 19. And what I discovered yeah. is that uh, it helped clarify my love for shows of this type. I like action. Okay. Just like I love a good action movie. Yeah. These shows are the perfect amount of uh, sexy... Uh, first responders slash action movie. There you go. So it is it is perfection in that sense. I love it. I love it. I love it. Nice. I may start doing the Chicago Fires and the Chicago oh, Meds and all those other ones next. Yeah, those I, are... I, I, I think I'm going to do like an all medical show rewatch. Um, like I'm going to go back to St. Elsewhere. Okay. Like I'm going to take it all the way back. You can go back to, to some like... Young Denzel Washington. Or like China Beach. Oh, I forgot that that was a thing. I know, uh, I know. A friend of the mutual friend of the pod was a big China Beach fan. What was China Beach? Uh, it was, I forget which war, but it was. It's 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 like mash, but more drama and like 
ER. Oh, okay. I appreciate a good war version, yeah. but I'm going to stick to the ones in our big cities in the That's States. That's fine. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a different angle. Um, it brings a different twist to the game. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go St. Elsewhere, and then I'm going to go ER, and then um, uh, I think it's like... Uh, Chicago Hope was one. Chicago. I, there was a period in time where I was watching ER every week, and I don't know why. Oh, I watched all of ER um, all the way through. I think it's because I enjoyed watching it with someone that we know who would just go, that's not right. That's wrong. <laughs> that that's was, not how you do that. That was, that seems appropriate. Um, yeah. Well, the fun thing to watch in medical shows now is how much they've learned mm-hmm. to use people that are okay. actual medical professionals oh, yeah. as advisors versus just like, do you need me to move that? No, down? I was actually going, this seems higher than my other armrest. I mean, that's, that's the other armrest. I'm that just going to use it. Um, but I've not gone down a rabbit hole of all the medical shows. That that's I fine. Love, so I'm going to go. That's fine. I will watch House too, but House is a whole other flavor. House weirdly is one like House was one that was up my alley. It's a whole other. It's medical Sherlock. I may. I think I actually. It's own a mystery. All of House on DVD. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good show. Uh, my biggest claim to fame is one of my diseases is a house disease. There I know you I've go. said this on here before, but it's one I mean, of my it's favorite fancy. things. Yeah. Um, I just remember you guys. Uh, well, there was a text thread going on about how much I should watch Midnight Mass. And I was oh like, my God. I've seen the reaction Oh my gifts. God, that was this week. Let's talk about Midnight Mass and Mike Flanagan in general. Oh, Kaylee is on it. Kaylee's on it. If you don't care for spooky, but you are interested in digging into the Mike Flanagan world. Yeah. Midnight Mass is the least of all the spookies. And I've heard this. And it and- is a great... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I've heard this, and I saw all of your reaction gifts, and, like, at some point I'll watch it. It's also just one of those where I'm, I'm like, if I watch it, it would be purely because... We told you to. You told me to watch it? <laughs> yeah. And not because I have an outside interest to watch it. Sure. If that makes sense. If you do, it's it's a... It's a good amount of creep. Yeah. Uh, for those at home listening, it's a good amount of creep. If you've already watched it, you know what I'm talking about. It's this great metaphor or this great like slice of. It gives me the same vibes as the monsters are due on Maple Street from the Twilight Zone. Oh, I I don't, I don't know that one. If you've watched the Twilight Zone, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's this very great commentary on just people. People um, and and just uh, what we do and the things that we obsess over. Sometimes, and how sometimes that's unhealthy. Sometimes I like my people to be aliens. I that's fair. Yeah, yeah to be otherworldly. But uh, okay, <laughs> Mike Flanagan and yeah. stuff he's done is really great. Uh, I forgot that he made movies before all the Netflix shows. I but the Haunting of Hill House is beautiful. That one it's quite literally haunting. Yeah. For days after I couldn't stop thinking of certain parts of it, uh, The Haunting of Blind Manor is a love story. I um, I keep wanting him to be related to Joe Flanagan. I mean, we can just say that they are. I'm pretty sure they're not. But you realize it's the only thing I thought of every time you say his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Midnight Mass is pretty cool. I'm a big fan. I loved it. Uh, I, I, I just, I think the approach is just kind of genius. I'm a big, in fact, I may, I may make a, 
uh, husband Jesse talk about Mike Flanagan with me on a podcast there you one go. day. Because uh, we should, should we share this off the top? Should we do oh, it at the end? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we can do it now and then we'll remind people at the end. Yeah. Um, but we, just because life is life, uh, we are going to be off next week because we could not find the time to record. <laughs> yeah. It's a booked, it's a booked weekend and yeah. it's just, it's just out of our control. Uh, we don't have the same shift at work, so we can't do it during yep. the week. Um so we'll see you in two weeks after this one. Yeah. But we'll tell you again at the end so you don't have to remember any of that right now. Exactly. Right now, all you have to remember is... Well, I was going to say super quick, I did yeah, start yeah, reading yeah. the next Iron Druid series book oh, because um, I love that series. And it is, as I mentioned, my type of um, Harley Quinn romance type nice. level shit. I love it. Okay. <laughs> this... Nope. October 19th, 2007, written and directed by Robert C. Cooper. Mm -hmm. We start in the middle of a rainforest. Ronan is just hacking his way through the area with a sword as if it was a machete. Takes out some poor hibiscus flowers that never did anything to him. I'm telling you, I do love the change in scenery, the the nice tropical vibe versus our, our... Our no pack planets, as I'm gonna start calling them. Yes, but, um, why... Would you do this mission at night on the planet? Why wouldn't you go, hey, it's dark here. Let's wait till it's light before we adventure through the dense jungle. Hmm. Maybe. Because the crystals light up? Well, yes. (laughs) Obviously, because the crystals light up. But maybe this planet's dark all the time. Maybe it's just permanently dark. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't maybe know. Maybe we stepped through it before and we're like, well, let's come back in 12 hours and it was still dark when we're like, well, I guess this planet's always dark. I mean, I don't know how the plants, the, the plants would grow. Then. They're weird, weird maybe, planets. Maybe this weird they planet. They don't rely on photosynthesis. No, they are nocturnal photosynthesizers. <laughs> yep. Maybe they photosynthesize from the moon. They're moonosynthesizers. They photosynthesize from the glowing crystals. It's Whoa. a symbiotic relationship, guys. I mean, that could be a thing. It could be. Actually. I like it. It could be. That actually sounds really cool. Um, everyone is fucking sick of this planet, except for Muke, who mm-hmm. still thinks there might be something here, which confuses everyone because this enthusiasm is most unlike McKay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is the weirdest thing for him to be like, no, let's keep playing. Let's keep it's looking. like, really? You? You want to keep playing? Uh, and they detected no life signs on the flyover. But then again, McKay is sure something is here. That's when he gets some strange energy readings. He mm. can't quite pinpoint where they're from. Uh, John thinks it's almost as if someone in his warm, cozy room typing the computer here and sent them here for our, their own amusement. <laughs> I can see that happen. And then he backs it up with a 42 joke because 42 is the answer. Yep. Uh, somehow McKay is sure there is something here because the ancients... He thinks the ancients are hiding something. Basically, this is the one of 42 planets in the database that the ancients have written nothing about. And McKay's interest is honestly not just scientific. Sure. Taylor does guess that McKay has a bet riding on this. Apparently, this is not the first time McKay's done that. Yeah, that sounds like like his move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when John steps in something, yeah. that's when he calls it everyone back to the jumper. Because even Ronan is done with this adventure. That's when you know they've been here for two. Maybe yeah, they're all just hungry. They're all hangry. Yeah. And naturally, that's when they find a light on a tree, because of course. Yeah, it's a it's a shiny calling to them. And as soon as you see the glowing crystals, we're all thinking cold Lazarus, especially when we get the crystal point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do love. When... I actually was thinking of the moonflower that we planted in our Feywild we adventure. Did. We did plant a moonflower That's in our, our Feywild other adventure. AKA Stargate, a Feywild adventure. <laughs> Stargate Atlantis, a Feywild adventure. Um, I do love the. It looks like one of those toys you play with your kids, <laughs> and they're like a Commodore sixty four, yeah, a triple barrel shotgun. I do appreciate like a kaleidoscope, guys. Yeah. I feel like McKay knows better than to call a Commodore 64 a toy, though. Like, I know. That feels very unlike him, because he would be like, this was my first machine. But I also feel like McKay was playing with that when he was, like, five. That's fair. Yeah. Or I, I do love Ronan's, like, a shotgun. A That's, triple barrel shotgun. Yeah. Toys, is sticks and yeah. ammo and weapons. Yeah. Got it. Uh, McKay's excited because it is a power source that literally grows on palm trees. While John is just drawn to the crystals like a trance. Yeah. And eventually touches it without thinking and is thrown across a clearing. I just realized that I have four giant palm trees in the front of my house. Yeah. I'm going to put those big crystals on them now for Halloween. It will be one of those great Halloween jokes that no one knows except for me. Yeah. Maybe, like, one other person in the whole city. And that other person is your husband who saw the watching the episode. Pretty much. I'm doing it. I mean, my husband also watched the episode. He probably wouldn't connect the dots. (laughs) It's happening. We're doing it. Um, John, as he's thrown across the clearing, like, somehow doesn't even know why he touched it. Mm -hmm. He just did. Want to touch the shiny thing. And now the crystal isn't giving off any energy more because we're not sure if it's dead, if it's scared, if it was even alive in the first place. I do like that McKay's thought is that not you turned it off, but you killed it. Yeah. Like you can tell there's some influence from other members in the family yeah. there, if you will. Whereas before it's like, oh, you deactivated it mm-hmm. might have been the term he used. But now he's like, you killed it. You killed it my was ta- a living thing. You killed my Tamagotchi. Yeah. So I bet Taylor was proud of that. Yeah. idea that he was like this is a feeling sentient thing i can i can, this is completely null and void to hear but f- do you know how hard the resistance has been i've had an apple watch for many years now do you know how hard it's been to not download the tamagotchi thing there's a tamagotchi app for there's, your apple there's watch? one that's that's it's like faux tamagotchi Famagachi. Yeah, it's a Famagachi. I don't need to do that to myself. No, that's what I'm saying. Do you know how much willpower I've had since I discovered that was a thing to not yeah. put it onto my watch? I think I would hurt yeah. it. No, I it, I shouldn't. I already yell at my watch for talking I to know. me too often. I know. There are times where I'm just like, you're going to go on do not disturb mode. <laughs> because I'm working. Um, I'm also the person, though, who yells at the phone when it rings. It's like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Don't call me. I sometimes will just be like, stop texting me. Yeah. Even if it's work related, I'm like, why do you have to call? Why? Don't call me. So John again has no clue why he touched the Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling it that I now. Too. Yeah. He's just going to re- recommend sending a science team back to investigate this. And McKay's like, I am a science team. Oh, that's going to come back to hurt it you. It will. And everyone starts heading off and fine. They'll leave this potentially significant discovery because they don't want McKay to win a bet against Alenka. Yep. <laughs> when they get back, gorgeous night scene. Yep. Um, love Taylor's jacket, by the way. Uh, I love the new Atlantis jackets. Oh, I'm yeah. a big I was fan at Keller's jacket. Of like all the wardrobe this season. Uh, I I want to say that I specifically like uh Dr. Keller's jacket because it has gold stripes. Yes. And 
my first cleric, one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters ever, was the cleric of Pelor. So yep. I associate the yellow yeah. with a healer and light and 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 light and amazing things. So to me, gold is clerics, and I love that Stargate got that right. And I uh, like Sam's because Sam. Yeah. Well, Although if I was getting it for my Sam, it'd be purple, but yeah, that's well, because Sam there. is Sam. Because my Sam is all purple. Also a Sam. Yeah. She literally, my Sam literally painted badass black leather sylvan armor purple. That <laughs> sounds right. Yeah. So when they get back, beautiful night scene. Uh, John is getting checked out by Keller uh, and everything looks fine. Perfect health. But seriously, no more touching strange shit. Yeah, just don't, don't do that. Just don't touch strange shit. Mm-hmm. Simple rule. John's exhausted, and as John and Taylor walk out, he thanks her for hanging out, you know, like you do. And as you do, like, the hand on the back goodbye thing, like the not a hug, but... the tap. uh, Yeah, and we see a white light show up on her back. That's probably fine. Credits! It's probably fine. It's fine. Not weird at all. No. Nothing to do with the episode. It's fine. Just keep going. Um, that night, as Taylor's sleeping, she's mm-hmm. clearly not sleeping soundly, mm-hmm. although she is in the teal camp of just put a bunch of lit candles all over your room I'm while you're sleeping. You, open flame, unattended open flames, one, is a great band name, two, <laughs> should never happen. I also like that the production is like, you know... Taylor and Teal, they'd have the same candles. They're probably just the same candles throughout the entire production the of the show. The same laissez-faire attitude yeah. towards candles. Yeah. Before they buy them from the same... It's the same uh, legacy yeah. candles, guys. It's like the intergalactic Costco of candles. I like candles. Big fan. Don't sleep with open flames. Intergalactic Bed Bath & Beyond. No, Bath & Body Works. That's where they get their candles. Yep, that's what it is. But yeah, don't, don't leave those fuckers on. Don't. I've been watching a lot of Station 19, so I can tell you that I'm basically a fireman. <laughs> Don't leave <laughs> your candles on. <laughs> so when we see her dream, it's just a weird version of the greatest hits of Atlantis. Oh, yeah. She yeah. She's back on Athos. She's in, like, her own home, her own little her tent. Yeah. Uh, she has the look she had in the pilot, the same hair and outfit. Yeah. John is eating something. I like that this this room kind of reminds me of the room where we saw the other character that um, Dr. Keller played. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird flashback to that. Um, Ronan is commenting on it. We always yeah. knew that John and Taylor would hook up. Also, and yeah. Is Ronan the major G? Because I feel like he walks over to their table, yeah. drops some stuff, uh-huh. and then talks his little shit. And then what? Like, is he about to tell them to try the gray stuff? B. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, can just Ronan as Lumiere. <laughs> Ronan, Ronan as Lumiere is more like the diner, like the angry <laughs> diner lady, like where you go to get yelled at. That's what. That's the place that he can play Lumiere. I also see. This is again weird associations. I also see uh, Ronan as playing. I just blanked on his name. But in episode two of Star Wars, when Obi goes to the diner, oh. his big bud friend who has like four arms. Oh, that is well beyond my wheelhouse of remembering. But I'm with you. It's like somebody out there loves it. I thought it was like one syllable and ends with a K or something like this. <laughs> I don't remember. But I also see that as anyway. 
McKay's detecting weird shit. Yeah. Uh, John weird go- just appears next to her yeah. and tells her that Sam and anyone else doesn't trust her and how she's been different. And she yeah. got into the mind of the Wraith Queen. Then outside the tent, she hears her dad calling her name with some Wraith dart sounds. And then actually right outside the tent is John in a Raiders bug full mode. Yay. Terrifying. Grabbing Taylor by the throat, pushing her back into the tent and goes to feed on her when she wakes up in absolute abject terror. Yep. That's how dreams work. I hate I hate those. But I also love the feeling of like, okay, that wasn't real. This is where I like, I... Trust me, I don't, I, I count myself extremely lucky, but like, I guess I don't wake up in most of my nightmares because I don't remember many nightmares at all. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah. I don't know if it's because at a very young age, I went, Littlefoot is here. He will eat and chase away nightmares. And my head just went, that's a thing. And just kind of like that's locked facts. that shit in yeah. place. Um, which is which is why, fun fact, I have a stuffed animal of Lilifoot that must like sit next to the bed because I'm well, determined that it. that's what's keeping me from having nightmares. Yeah. He's your talisman. I do remember one in like middle school, high school era, um, where I know there's a name for this, but like I guess I didn't move the entire night. Oh yes, your sleep paralysis demon sleep came to pra- visit. Yes, I had one. <laughs> we night, all have one. <laughs> yeah, where um, it was like I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I was like, I can't move. I literally can't move. Yeah, I can't move. I'm dead. I can't move. And it took what seemed like half an hour, which is probably thirty seconds, for yeah. me to be able to like move anything. Uh, yeah, I I was just uh, one of the things that I like to dive into sometimes is diabetic memes, mm-hmm. where we talk about our sleep paralysis demon. And it's like, well, yes, but then the low blood sugar demon and they have to fight each other <laughs> to see if I'm going to live that night yeah. or not. Because sometimes the sleep paralysis demon kicks in, mm-hmm. but then the low, low blood sugar demon's like, you're dying, you need to eat. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't because the sleep paralysis demon is here. It's like, okay, well, one of you has to, one of you has to win. Now, my dreams are pretty fucked up, though. We'll, yeah. we'll get to a little bit of that later. Not We're not going to dive deep into that. But there's a couple <laughs> moments in some of these dreams I'm like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> um, beautiful outdoor dining area. Yeah. Um, the next morning, I would eat breakfast on this terrace every day. Yeah. I would work on this terrace. I yeah. would never leave this terrace. Yeah. Um, Taylor is sitting with you. McKay and Ronan, telling them how absolutely bizarre the nightmare was, which, of mm-hmm. course, McKay wants to one up on the bizarre scale because it's McKay. Well, yeah. John joins the table with his breakfast and they're like, shh, he's coming, he's coming. Don't talk about him. Don't talk. Mm-hmm. Although very quickly McKay burts out that Taylor had a dream about him last night. I do love this. <laughs> Everybody needs to have that friend who's like, I'm done with your high school shit. You two like each other. Get weird. <laughs> She's like, it was a nightmare and I don't want to talk about it. And no, John, you weren't the dashing hero. You were the big bad monster. Also, I uh, understand Taylor's. I need to extract myself from this situation immediately. <laughs> That's, yeah, I do love that that she gets. She's usually so calm and cool. Like these moments get her yes. every time. She's like, I don't want to be here anymore. No, she's. I get a lot of. Um, I know that she came first. Yes, but I get a lot of um, uh, uh, brain. Uh oh well. Um, Kiki Keyleth vibes. Yeah. I get major Keyleth vibes. It's like Kiki at the end where she had some shit put together. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's like the, I'm very good at the job that I do, but yeah. I get very uncomfortable around yeah. love things. Uh, yeah, uh, relationships. Yeah, no like. And poor John, who all he did was sit down, is real confused. Uh, I love this. I can't control dreams. Thing. Yeah. You can't be mad at me. Let me tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> Let's get into this. What's your take on that? I've been mad at my husband in a, for something in a dream before. Not officially mad at him, but it is hard to shake the feeling. I will... Okay, so again, getting into my weird dreams, I I don't know because the right. close, the closer I am to someone, the less likely they are to be in my dreams. Yeah. I, I've had them... I've had them, the dreams where somebody I love does something annoying or mean or terrible and i'm like i'm not actually mad at you but i'm a little mad at you because i haven't shaken off the residual of this dream yeah so no you can't control it but also i need to feel it i very rarely have a dream with immediate family or like immediate friends family like you in them when there's people in my dream they're either like people i don't know well Uh weirdly yeah um like characters sure like i mean i've had the cast of atlantis in dreams more often <laughs> than i have not really happened to me my immediate family yeah or nick i think it's really i wonder what it means to it just i wonder if it's just you know i know that dreams are a way for your brain to just organize thoughts yeah and so I wonder if a lot of mine are like, I feel feelings at you, which is why I'm actually angry at you yeah. and dream you did this annoying thing. And that's, and that's why I'm like, you know I what I mean? And there's usually such weird plot lines in my dreams that there's like nothing to be mad about. Yeah. Your brain's like, oh, there's nothing on the docket. Let's yeah. just throw something in. It's like we were playing a game in a small, we were playing a board game in a small room. And then suddenly that turned into a large shopping center. And then suddenly we were having to to hunt down food for dolphins and we were outside in the park. That's like, that's how my dreams roll. I will say I have a lot of dreams inside malls. I do have some inside malls. So many. But they're not, they're the shape of malls and the architecture of malls, but they're not malls. Oh, minor malls. And Jesse makes fun of me. He says it is my California background. Let's go to the mall. (laughs) Lots of malls. Yeah, no, mine... Are the shape and art architecture of malls, but like for example, there you go through one entryway, and much like Ronan later, which I'll talk about, suddenly then I'll be like outside at a beach. Yeah. But then if I go into the water, it's water. But then if I keep swimming in the water, then it's like Gatorade or something. Yeah. Like, dreams are really dumb about transitions. Yes. In general, <laughs> yes. I feel like y'all, you need to make those smoother. <laughs> <laughs> okay where the hell were we um so john's confused yeah. is taylor actually mad at him because yeah. all he you know, can't control what dream's done and we learned that mckay thinks it's crazy that his dad read him moby dick at the age of seven because do you know how long he had nightmares about being eaten by a whale and ronan just kind of looks at them and is like yeah you still have those dreams don't you he's like fuck yeah yeah ronan is again one of those moments where you learn how insightful ronan is yeah it's like Oh, why are you telling me this? Oh, because you're still scared. Oh, I know why you're still scared. And it makes sense if you yep. look at that deleted scene from last episode where he, before he was in the military, he was like a poet yep. and like, yep. he was, he was basically an emo theater kid. I like it. I'm here for it. Ronan, emo theater kid. 
Uh, Taylor, I mean, you don't get those over dramatic no. looks and actions otherwise. You don't get that smolder yeah. without some practice. So Taylor goes and talks to Heitmeyer, explaining that she's having a really hard time not letting what happens in her nightmare affect how she's interacting with Jabril John. Mm-hmm. Like, is her subconscious trying to tell her something? Yeah. I like how Heitmeyer is like, well, I mean, if you think you need to address something with John, then address it. Otherwise, let it go. Yeah. How about you just tell him how you're feeling? <laughs> just. How about them feelings? Just, you know, go up and snog him already. Hooked on the feeling. You're not going to know unless you snog him. Yeah. Taylor reiterates that she's had real shit nightmares before, but this is totally different. This was worse than anything she's had, and she's actually afraid of falling asleep. Yikes. So she goes and talks to Keller, who doesn't find anything glaringly physically wrong with Taylor, so prescribes her some Ambien for the short term. <laughs> Keller, I will say, is a little loosey-goosey <laughs> with the Ambien. Yeah. Like, I'll just take a couple of these. Just I'll take some just, Ambien. Uh, Keller. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe uh, try and no. some chamomile first. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. It's just a couple nights of Ambien. Yeah, no vigs. Taylor looks forward to a, a getting an actual full night's sleep, and Keller dreams of having a full night's sleep. She hasn't had one since she got to Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And as Taylor thinks her and they part ways, Taylor does the old arm squeeze. Oh, yes. We don't see a white light. Guys, if we just all stopped touching each other, everything oh, would be fine. We'll fucking get to that point. Yeah. Cheapest. I have thoughts. I have words for these people. Thoughts and ideas. Yep. Anyways, this time Keller is sleeping. Mm-hmm. And when the radio wakes her up, calling her down to the infirmary for a medical emergency. And a real random part of this episode that I love. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me. I love seeing what everyone sleeps in. Oh. <laughs> you know, I guess I didn't pay enough attention. Is she in like a t-shirt? She's just in basically like it's like a it's like a pale pink like waffle Henley. Yeah. They're all wearing far too much clothes to sleep comfortably. Like that is too the, hot. The closest one is Heitmeyer, who we'll see. Because she's just, in a tank, right? She, no, she's in like a, a nighty. Yeah. Like like a black lace comfy nighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just y'all are wearing so many clothes to sleep. <laughs> Why are you wearing clothes to sleep? Period. Uh, I, I get that it's a TV show, so we have to put them in something. But look. I also get, like, you know, she's someone who might be awoken in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, I keep a robe on the side of a bed. Yeah. Um, we, know, we know McKay does. <laughs> she may not be wearing pants, at least. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of, like, shorts and a tank. Yeah. Because it's hot everywhere. Yes. Although we don't know what the night temperatures are on Atlantis. They are so close to that water. They may have the windows it open. It may be very cold at night. And, oh, in which case, I would super have the windows open. Yeah. Because I know that, like... And honestly, I'd still be sleeping in a tank and shorts and just cuddle up yeah. in the blankies. I feel like it does give a little bit more validity to the the, the little uh, waffle pattern, Henley, long sleeves and pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I know that the wa- if the water is like cold, like if it's like the northern yeah. Pacific or, or the northern Atlantic, uh, yeah, it's going to drop to like the 30s, I'm 40s. assuming Keller's not wearing pants. Yeah, that's fair. Because who wears pants to sleep? I mean, I know people do, but still. Yeah, not not doing it. Um... So she arrives in the infirmary to find John brought Taylor in, whose stomach is in so much pain, and she is curled up on the bed, just short of screaming. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, Keller is real confused. Taylor apparently didn't take the Ambien. Yep. John found her in the mess for a late night snack and just doubled over in pain. And then the snack is eating her from uh-huh. the inside. So they get her to roll over, which clearly just amplifies the pain and they like hold her down. And we basically get the scene from Alien as we see something trying to escape from her stomach. And Keller, Keller just backs away in fear because I don't care how experienced and trained yep. doctor you are. That shit's going to make you freeze in the moment of panic. There's a monster in my tummy. So yummy. So yummy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned that there's two types of medical professionals. Yeah. The ones we're like, oh, cool. Or the ones we're like, oh, dear God. But either way, this will elicit a reaction. Yes. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's always the two types. The ones we're like, whoa, that shouldn't be there. Yeah. And the ones we're like, oh, my God, that should not be there. And I cannot stop looking. She finally sort of like, I guess, sedate her. Yeah, um, yeah, but before anything else can happen, like an erratus bug breaks yeah. out through Taylor's stomach. Oh, spring. I didn't even catch that it was an erratus bug. I think it's an erratus bug. It looks more like a spider, but then it does flash some big wings. So yeah, I'm guessing. it looked like a flying spider to me. So yeah. I thought maybe it was what, like a Keller nightmare bug. You it's know what I mean? Very, it could be just a weird combination. It's possible that she's never seen an erratus yeah. bug, so it could be her brain's version of it. Um, but there's blood splattering everywhere. Killing Taylor. Uh, I do. I know they can't help this, but there is the thing in my head that really likes when when the actor is like open eyed, clearly dead, blood everywhere, and you just see the yeah. pulsing of the carotid <laughs> artery. Yeah, I know. There's no faking that one. Yeah, I know. As, as good as you can be about like not forcing your chest to rise and fall or not blinking, like. That heart does what it wants. <laughs> Which, again, like, I can't the blame them. heart wants what it wants. But it still makes me laugh. <laughs> it wants to live. It is full horror film, and John is the only one not in terror. Yeah. He is actually very excited. And that's when Keller wakes up in sheer terror. Yeah, that's not great times. So Keller heads to the infirmary, and in a moment that I'm pretty sure is highly questionable, prescribes herself Emmy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She's all loosey-goosey. She's grabbing her little key. I'm like, that, like pretty push- sure you have to clear that with a different doctor, right? Also, I'm surprised that it's just like a regular-ass key and lock. I would imagine that it would be a key card. Possibly a key card, yeah. Because it seems very can, old school. Yeah, like... Like, I don't think she's supposed to be keeping the ambient in that particular cabinet. <laughs> I will say, like, I don't I don't see Atlantis as being a place where you have to be hyper secure with the meds because everyone who's actually made it to this expedition is fairly trustworthy. Well, I don't think that trustworthy has anything to do with addiction, though. No. So that would be my concern. We, that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, it's be locked. What I'm saying, it doesn't have to be like hyper locked and secure. I, they I, have some tracking of who's uh, opening and closing it. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, there's a finite amount of people that it could be, which that's makes it a little easier to track. But yeah, no, these are high achievers. Yeah, I would put money on the fact that there are some people who have dealt with addiction on this. Probably like, because. People who can manage that are yes. usually very, very high achievers. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it still should be locked just because oh, standard yeah. practice. Yeah. But it's not like it has to be, like, double secure. We're not, like, this in an episode of ER. Fair. Yeah. We're not on the streets of Chicago. Exactly. Yeah, I gotcha. 
Um, so Wait, yeah, there's, if it's just there's a- no opioid epidemic yet on Atlantis. <laughs> yet, although she keeps prescribing Ambien, I'm like this. telling you, I don't, I don't know if Ambien's an opiate, but it is definitely something that does not do well things for over you know if you start to get dependent on it so and she she does go to turn around and is very startled when ronan is just a little too close to her i mean i would be startled he's he is the big the big man he's too close when you've made no noise coming up in the middle of the night and even if let's think about it even if he made all the noise. Yeah. If you turned around and there's a Ronan and right you there. were as small as Dr. Keller yeah. and there's a big, big man, yeah. you're going to be startled. Which is why I love that they do such a great job making the scene just spooky enough to be like, is this shit really is going on? Is this still a dream? Yeah. Ronan and John were sparring in the middle of the night because... Of course. Because they were out of snacks. Because they were out of snacks. <laughs> when you're out of snacks, you just go beat the shit out of people. John got the lucky hidden. Uh, and I should have pointed this out earlier because it becomes a thing, but John is not wearing his normal black BDUs. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a black fleece pullover. I'm sure it's North Face. Yep. Because it does look very comfy. It does look very cozy. And it goes along the thought that it's a little chilly in Atlantis. Yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to go with that, that the mm-hmm. nights get chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Keller takes a look at the cut. It's right over Ronan's eyebrow. And he's actually going to need stitches. Mm-hmm. So John heads off for the night. Ronan wants a rematch tomorrow. Keller watches John go for a second, remembering that nightmare she just had. But Ronan reads it differently. Yeah. And is like, you know, you know, John, I don't think he's seeing anyone. And Keller's like, I, nope, nope. I do love the way she reacts like, oh, no. Yeah. No, no, I'm no. not there yet. No. I'm too busy being scared the shit out yeah. of my mind about this job and now these dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready to think about anything romantic. No. Like, um, that's but- how I read her yeah. dismissal. Yeah. But you should lie down because you're very tall and it's going to be easier for me to stitch up your yeah. broken ass forehead. Mm-hmm. And Ronan is very happy to comply. Yeah. So Ronan is... Walking the hallways, yep. band-aid on his forehead, walking, mm-hmm. w- walking, not running into anyone. That's weird. Um, there's no one in the gateway. Yep. Gateway. Gate, gate room. Close enough. No one in the control room. He calls out to people. No one answers. Where he starts to panic, mm-hmm. starts racing through the corridors in a hot panic take. Alone. A little frantic. I'm scared alone. A lot of frantic. Mm-hmm. He opens a door and it's a forest. Yep. It's a it's it's what I'm calling planet no pack. Yes. It's the Northern Pacific. <laughs> um and he walks through and Atlantis disappears. Mm-hmm. Which again, this is how my dreams transition. Yeah. That part's pretty on point. Yeah. I feel like dreams are bad about transitions. Uh and yeah, like, the dreams start in just, like, a small room and end up just like a ship. Yeah. No reason why. Reasons. A- anyway, so there's an energy beam that flies by Ronan, and then more and more shots coming from somewhere that we can't see, and uh, Ronan is a runner again. Yeah, that's not great. Until, I, I love it so much, because you could base almost see the person holding the tree branch. Someone, there's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just clones lines Random in. Random tree. And you know that joke that we make when you run into something yeah. where it's like, that thing came out of nowhere. It's in this case, the tree literally out came out of nowhere. Yeah. And John is there. 
Yeah. Standing mm. over him, Ronan catches his breath, gets the wind knocked out of him. Evil, evil shepherd. Yeah, John with a hand behind his back, offering a hand up to Ronan, and we see the Ronan's point of view going to reach up, and instead John just smacks him in the head with a stick. Yep. That's that's fine. And everything goes dark and he wakes up in a hole in the ground with John shoveling dirt on him. I do love that this we get this hint, though, into at the beginning of this nightmare, the scary thing to Ronan was that he was alone. Yes. And we finally get that admittance, even if it's just in dream form. Yeah. That that is this, as much as he's like, I can do this alone. I've always yep. been alone. I'll mm-hmm. be fine alone. It is the thing that scares him the most. Yes. Uh, and I just like that. I, there's something about alone. Uh, I think it's because alone scares me as well, too. Uh-huh. That I really related to. I yeah. Like it. Yeah. I don't I don't need to be stuck with my own head. N- yeah. Just the sense of feeling isolated or abandoned. Yeah. And that actually, like, that may be part of it alongside when you said abandoned. That's like, it's not just the alone part. It's the idea of... Did everyone leave without yes. me? Yeah. And yeah. And I know you and I have had these. Kind of, it's not alone so much as abandoned. So yeah. maybe that is the right term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knowing that everyone went and I didn't. And then also that fear of just being a runner again. Um, but no, he's uh, he's tied up and gagged and John is burying him alive. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's better. He sure. <laughs> he struggles trying to tip the dirt off him. Um, and again, from his point of view, we see John just throws him on directly on his face. And even filming that would freak the fuck out of me. Yeah, even under a glass panel, which and, I imagine. And I'm a person who, I don't know if you ever knew this, this says a lot about me. I'm the person who in college um, once helped out a friend in a photo shoot where I was zipped into a body bag. Oh, no, I don't think I remember that. It was a brand new body bag. I do want to clarify that. One. It was not a used body bag, but yeah. there was time where she... Oh, uh, God, I never considered that body bags get reused. I don't know if they do. I don't either. But it was a new body bag. Oh, oh. But my friend was... Oh, I need to know the answer to that. (laughs) My friend was setting up, like, a faux crime scene in the woods. And uh, she was working on black and white photography. Yeah. And so uh, she needed someone to be in a body bag. And I somehow was that person. I mean, I, I like it. Unrelated to any of this, but yeah. I just thought of it because I said I need to know the answer to that. Yeah. Someone on our Facebook did answer the show that we were thinking of. Yes. Of Wild and Crazy Kids. Wild and I Crazy Kids. I want to say thank you because yes. I was stuck on that for a while. <laughs> and I, I'm i not supposed to look at these. So when I get the notifications, yeah. I try to look away. But I caught the name. And so thank you, whoever that was. I forgot who it That's was okay. too. But they know that it was them. So I appreciate it. And thank you. My brain That's is all. so bad. I remember names so poorly. Yeah. Um, so Ronan wakes up in terror in the infirmary, which is half done, also scaring the shit out of Keller. I mean, yeah. Who, like, is like, did I hurt you? Yeah. Well, it's like, imagine you're, you've got these sharp things right above someone's eyeball and you're like, oh, good, he fell asleep. This will be easy. And then he's like, (laughs) it's like, oh, oh, good. I didn't make this worse. Ronan apologizes. I did fall asleep. He was having the weirdest dream, but he's fine. Keller can finish, you know, doing the stitches. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the scene just has the string hanging out of his forehead. And they didn't like do the thing where they leave the needle sitting there because just the thought of that sends shivers down my spine. The the string alone is a little uh, creepy, but yeah, the needle would be a lot more. Yeah. 
Um, um, this is also the start of my, you know, very mild um, Keller Ronan shipping. I'm not against that. <laughs> I'm really not. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not at all. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know Keller well enough yet to know what she would like. It's just, uh, I'm not against it in this scene. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like, look, if you're looking for a hot night... Oh, yeah. I'm shipping running with everybody. <laughs> Basically. But I do want to see... I want to get to know Keller a little bit more. Okay. I, I do like this sense, this dynamic of, like, of, like, he, he is a little bit more... Um... What's the word I'm looking for? He has his own set of anxieties, right? Yes. But he channels them very differently, more internally. And she channels them outwardly. I, I and like there's to, something about that. I like to think that him standing like so close like that was like, I don't know how to flirt. Yeah. I'm just standing really close to you. Yeah. Or just like the sense of the things that make him feel unsafe and the things that make him feel like vulnerable. Yeah. He shoves down where she's like, I feel unsafe and vulnerable. Um, and he's like, hey. It's okay not to yell it all out. Like, no, I got it. You should try it. Who are you talking about? Them or us? Fair. Yeah. Fair. I am the rodent. I feel feelings. Let me tell them to you. Let me me tell you the song of my people. I, I always I think of that meme all the time where it's like that goat he sounds like a man and then in the next panel the comic the goat's like I'm so tired I'm tired all the time whereas whereas I'm like I think I put the feeling somewhere and I don't know where I've lost them yeah. I don't know where they are which just means that at some point they're gonna spring up real hard yeah. because Someday. when I run across them accidentally yeah. Because I forget where I put them. It'll be so beautiful. I will be here for it. We will get you through it. No, well, they're they're all separate. Yeah, so they're all little bits and pieces. They're gonna find each other. So like, they're not they're not gonna all hit me at once. I yeah. just get the random. I'll turn a corner and they'd be like, "Boo!" And I was yeah. like, "Ah, oh, run the other way." Yeah, go away, go away, go away. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so the next morning they're having a scary story as you tell in the dark club yeah <laughs> uh, Keller Taylor Ronan and McKay and Keller's describing her dream to the group and Taylor and Ronan like haven't seen Alien but John talks about it all the time I believe that he's uh. definitely told them we already saw him at one point was telling the kids the Mike Myers wasn't it early uh, yeah how often do you think he goes game over man game <laughs> over considering how often I see that line and yeah. I don't watch Alien that often yeah a lot yeah I feel and like that's that's his go-to thing. M- McKay saw it long ago, but did not think it was cool. My family has their own story of the film that I won't go into. Uh, <laughs> and there's there's a reason that um, Keller's mind actually made an alien reference in her nightmare. Right. Because the film has already caused some of Keller's worst nightmares. Makes sense. And her partner in med school found out about this and put a live snake in her cadaver to fuck with her. That's just shitty. That's just mean. Yeah. When McKay was 16, he thought Alien would make a great date night. Because, you know, girls get scared and curl up on your shoulder and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And Jocelyn Rutger was a geek and had great boobs, basically, as he goes up to make the hand motion, sees Taylor, and then thinks better yeah, of don't, it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't. Was it boobs or was it ass? Because he was a little low. 
I he did emotions. I'm assuming McKay is a boobs person. Okay, because I couldn't tell. I'm gonna. T- yeah. Couldn't tell if the hands were here or here. Yeah, I think See he was. I, mean? I I just think he was squeezing. Okay, gotcha. Wherever they were. Yeah. I mean, my mind. I'm a, I'm an ass person, so my mind always goes to ass. You know, and I'm not. So my <laughs> mind immediately goes to boobs. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, either way, had something squeezable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just like that he sees Taylor and goes, never mind. Just, just not, duh, I <laughs> censor myself. I yeah. like, Taylor's just like, Earth is weird as fuck. Yeah. Don't disagree. Y'all do some strange ass shit. Don't disagree. Yeah. Well, when McKay gets nervous, he eats, no shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Jocelyn was all freaked out, curling up. McKay's eating goobers and popcorn. And then the John Hurt scene comes on, and McKay puked all over oh. his date. Do you think he was eating them at the same time? Yeah. Or it was like a goober here, a popcorn there? Or is he one of those mix them at the end? You know the- what? Okay. I'm thinking he doesn't like his foods to touch. Oh, that's a good point. Now, I also, I don't necessarily don't need my foods to touch, but I do not like mixing the sweet with my popcorn. Okay. I'm against that fundamentally. I know it's a popular thing. It's a very popular thing. I don't want to ever eat it. I love a good popcorn ball. See, and like, I don't even, you think I would love, but I'm not even a huge like moose munch person. Oh, Okay. I like a good caramel corn and I love oh, a good popcorn ball. I do not ball. like caramel corn. I have put myself into very many <laughs> high blood sugar episodes during the Christmas season mm-hmm. because of caramel corn. Yeah, I just want popcorn. But I do like my popcorn. I tins. do like extra butter popcorn. That is always good. Yeah. We have a de- we we have a thing we do at home now. <laughs> Which is awful. And I'm going to share it. Because we'll buy the light, all uh-huh. natural, oh. nothing popcorn. Yeah. And then we add butter and parmesan. Can I tell you, I didn't know what was happening at your house and you're making popcorn. And I saw you do it and I was like, what do you do? Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, it's like, and we call it the fancy popcorn. Yeah. Do you want to have fancy popcorn? Fancy popcorn. <laughs> and by fancy, do you want parmesan from a bottle? <laughs> And butter, just melted butter. <laughs> it fancy. <laughs> yeah, we're all uh, Nick. Nick gets fancy and and pops the popcorn with coconut oil. Oh, that is fancy. That's that super is fancy. actual fancy. Yeah. Um, Ronan really needs to see this film. Which, <laughs> duh, how have oh, you? How yeah. has Ronan not I seen like Alien? Ronan would cheer. I think he would have such a crush on Ripley. Yes, A, and B, how does John and Ronan not have a goddamn movie night every week and just introduce Ronan to the the finer cultures? Maybe what happens is the same thing that happens at our movie nights where we just end up watching kung fu films over and over. Maybe. (laughs) I don't see see John as a huge kung fu fu person, but like, how has John not introduced him to like Die Hard and Alien and Terminator? Yeah, that has to happen. He needs to get on that. I want to be on that film night. I'm here for it. So Kella thinks it's weird that they're all having these nightmares with John playing a central but not John-like role. Mm-hmm. And McKay hasn't, though. I mean, he has nightmares all the time. <laughs> Last night, Sam invited him to his quarters, and I gave him credit, called her Colonel Carter and not just he Sam. Did, yeah. Um, both Taylor, He's been practicing. Both Keller and Taylor do not want to hear about this dream, but uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. She was serving him lemon chicken. Lemon, lemon. chicken. Yeah. And she just I wonder have... if he ever dreams like dancing lemons just coming for him. Let's all go. Let's go kill McKay. Let's go kill McKay. <laughs> um, 
but really Sam invited McKay there to tell him that she was promoting Zelenka yeah. over McKay. Yeah. I hate you and you're terrible at your job. And, yeah. and, and runs like that. That that was the whole that was the whole nightmare. <laughs> he goes, well, then I was eaten by a whale. Don't ask how. <laughs> Reasons. Again, how my dreams work. What do you think is his white whale? Uh, literally, I for some reason, I don't know what it stands for, but it literally is just a white whale in McKay's well, head. Well, yeah, but oh. like metaphorically, metaphorically, what do you think is his white whale? Because Ooh. obviously this whale stands for something that isn't just Moby Dick. That's true. Do you think it's this feeling of I'll be alone or this no. feeling of I'll never be good enough? I I think it's um I I I truly think it is uh it's the imposter syndrome. Oh, I like that. Like yeah. as much as McKay boasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still I still think I think there is a whole part about being alone especially after the conversation he had with um Kate Brown, Katie Brown, yeah, with like, why, why do you even like me? Right. But I do think there's also a big part of it that is just truly imposter syndrome, especially with a sister like he has. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Thank you for going down that weird um, tunnel. And, and as they go back to topic, they realize that each person has nightmares as the next person has it. The previous one stops having them. Mm-hmm. Ronan again is like. They're fucking bad dreams. Like, why is everyone this up in arms over it? Mm. So Keller and Sam are having a walk and talk. And, you know, Keller's like, I shouldn't be bothering you with this because there's no real hard evidence. But Sam has been around this game long enough that weird shit like this always has the chance of being something. Especially as Keller explains that they're this vivid and they have a set control pattern and John is always involved. Yeah. And I I appreciate... Keller's thoroughness. Yes. To be like, I am flagging something that's a little sus. See something, say something. Yep. Yep. It may be nothing, yep. but I'd rather say something about the nothing than say nothing about the something. And no clue is causing it, but the timing aligns with the weird crystal shit. Mm-hmm. And they're interrupted by someone telling Sam that there is an emergency in the crew quarters atrium. Security has been called and Sam rushes off. Yep. The situation... Is a barefoot, bleary-eyed Lorne. Oh, buddy. Pointing a gun at John. Now, is he in full pajamas? No, I can't remember. He's like... I feel like he's in full clothing. Mm. Like, not outdoor clothes. Like, house clothes. He's in, like, house clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's a cold sleep. Like, I'm cold in my sleep. I need all my... Yeah. It's kind of adorable. It's like sweatpants, shirt, barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically been in what everyone's uniform has been during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He might as well be in yoga pants. He is in his version of yoga pants and a t-shirt. But I like the idea that he gets cold, so he sleeps in clothes. Yeah. But his feet get hot. I have a hunch. Like, I see Lauren as being from somewhere warm. Okay, like a southern state or like a... a possibly a, southern or state. Or a southwestern state, maybe? Maybe. I could possibly see him being from like a New Mexico. I like it. I'm, I'm into it. Like, I don't see him from like a, a, a Texas Gulf state. southern, southern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, uh, yeah, a warm, warm weather. Yeah. Oh, I could see San Diego. Southern California, yeah. 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 I'm into it. Not Arizona, weirdly. No, Arizona's <laughs> Or Nevada. Well, Nevada gets cold. That's some well southern. Like I'm thinking, I'm this weirdly. Vegas gets snow. That's true. Yeah, but there's the summers. The summers are some unbearable. <laughs> there's the summers. 
Yeah. Maybe he's from, maybe Nevada he's... is an alien planet, so he maybe. Is. He is. He's just from Reno. <laughs> I like San Diego for him. He just seems so cool. He's from Pahrump. Pahrump, Nevada. Oh, God. One of the favorite... One of my favorite words to say. Uh, anyway, so Lauren is is standing there pointing a gun at John. Lots of people are surrounding the situation, including security, pointing their un- own guns at Lauren. Mm-hmm. Heitmeyer and Taylor are trying to talk to him. He is demanding someone shoot John with an ARG. Yeah. He is frantic. He's like, look, if it's human, what harm is it going to do? Like, don't don't talk to John. It's a replicator. You talk yeah. to me. John is like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. Uh, Sam arrives then wanting Lauren to lower his weapon but Lauren just keeps insisting that John is a replicator don't believe him look I'm gonna just shoot John you'll see it's fine just let me shoot him just I love how fine just, he's like it's fine just let just me just let me it. shoot him and John's like mm-hmm, no how about we don't do that look how my hands are up in a very non-threatening manner yep <laughs> uh, and uh, Sam does call for an ARG because she believes it's not not because she believes Lauren, but mm-hmm. because shooting John with an ARG is not going to hurt him at all and may help convince Lauren. Yep. I love this. I love Sam's willingness to be like, I don't care what it looks like. Yeah. The science of it is that he won't die. Yeah, you'll be if fine. If he's not a replicator. I mean, really, considering how often ARGs don't work on replicators anyway, it's <laughs> yeah. questionable. If it gets Lauren back to bed, then yeah. let's try it. That's when Lauren turns and starts pointing his oh, gun at Sam. Up, he grew up in San Francisco. Oh, did he? He did. So he still could have been born in San Diego. But That's true. he grew up in San Francisco. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I actually, that seems to very much make sense for Lauren. I love him that much more now. I, because I'm terrible. Lauren is a man after your own heart. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. We know already how we feel about Lauren. Yes. We love him. Yeah. Protect him. I'm here for him. Um, meanwhile, he's trying to kill John. Meanwhile, he's trying to kill John, then turns his gun and points it to Sam as well. He's like, you're both one of them. Yeah. And he's like, Marines, shoot both. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're moving the goalpost here, buddy. And that's when, before Lauren Lauren can actually shoot anyone, uh, he falls to the ground in a familiar red energy glow because Ronan just went up and Hawkeye him. No, thank you. Yeah, stop it. (laughs) I love that. I do love that he snipers him. Can I just say the last episode of What If was real good. Uh, oh. because of my Hawkeye heart. I'll have to check it out. I have stopped watching What If. I don't think I made it past the first episode. Oh, I really have been enjoying it. Um, I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't enough to keep me coming back. Yeah, well, I will say, uh, the, we already, I think the two of us have had discussions uh, of the Vax and Vex of the Hawkeye-Black yeah. Widow relationship. Yeah. They're, the last episode really emphasizes the Vax and Vex of their relationship. I love it. And it's the best. Nice. So someone then does hand tail an ARG and she's like, I guess I don't have to like use this. I don't have to shoot either of you, do I? <laughs> can, can I still look? They're, they're lucky it wasn't Ronan. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to do it anyway. Thanks. Bye. So Lauren, awake again and himself is sitting down in the isolation room, just kind of shocked at what he did. Yeah. Really happy no one was hurt. He remembers nothing. He hasn't had a sleepwalking instance since he was 10. Yeah. So he used to be a sleepwalker when he was young. It's kind of adorable. And it's interesting to see how this entity and the nightmares manifest in someone who is prone to sleepwalking. Mm Mm-hmm. Real dangerous. Yep. Um, But clearly this situation is now elevated. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, this is now endangering more than just nightmares. Yes. And the timing of this shit, again, aligns with John touching the crystal. Yep. And John, again, is like, I can't control what everyone dreams. This is not my fault. Yeah. Well, it's like, first of all, no one is saying it's your fault. We're just saying you're patient zero. But also, as his own self tells him in the his brain manifests at the yeah. end, he is, he keeps reiterating that. He's like, I didn't do this, right? This he isn't my fault, right? He keeps saying to himself that yeah. it's his fault. And that's what's going on. So Sam thinks maybe this is something else. She's seen enough shit to know that there are alien entities that can do this and brings up cold Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And because Kate has done her homework, also knows how long was it to read Sam's file oh god oh god that is a lot of a lot of reading time like actually well i don't know is her file the shortest of sg1 of the main four i would say yes but i also think that hers with all the science talk yeah is one of the more complicated to yeah here's what i think i think she did the thing where you read the um Oh, the I cliff just, notes. No, not the clue. I just lost my my brain, my school brain. But when you get like a a real actual, um, well, you do an actual research and you're yeah. doing actual like journal articles and yeah. things. There's it's not a synopsis, but it's like the thing at the top. Oh yeah, the little prologue guy. Yeah, that tells you what everything is. I yeah. think she's gone through all of those at least. <laughs> yeah, and now is going back and reading through them, so she knows enough to know that something happened. Yeah, and and but she knew the alien entity took her over literally the episode called Entity. Yeah. Not of personal highlights of Sam, as she points yeah. out. Um, but why Keller guesses is it's feeding on fear, which she immediately thinks is dumb, but there's no dumb ideas at this point. Yep. But there's just, how do you find proof that it's feeding off fear? So they can figure out that it's passed by touch. And since John touched the crystal and he's had no nightmares, Heitmeyer guesses it imprinted John's image and is carrying that through. So contact tracing and social distancing time. Yay. Who's had contact with Lauren? They need to find a way to detect the entity. Nobody touch each other. In the conference room, all of her major players are there. McKay refuses to go near anyone because it's mentioned it passed by touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the movie Fallen. Sam told off-world teams to stay where they are, has restricted gate travel as needed, and on and on, all all non-essential workers have been restricted to their quarters. <laughs> Ronan's like, guys, these are bad dreams. No, this is real. No, this is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing he can hit with a sword or shoot with a gun, yep. so... yeah. Sam does clarify, we don't actually know what it is, but there may be an alien that can move from person to person at will. And it seems to Kate that the dream in the dreams, the dream John seems like a sociopath. Sounds right. John asks if he had a goatee. <laughs> an inside joke that I love, and I'm guessing Taylor does not understand. Yeah, she's like, what? Yeah. I I've do- never seen Star Trek. I don't know what you're talking about. I do love that we get this great trio, just for a second, yeah. of like the 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 badass women running the joint. Yep. Where we get Sam and Keller and Heitmeyer, and it's like, hang on, we're going to figure this thing out. Yeah. You're in charge. You're welcome. Sisters are doing <laughs> it for themselves. Um, but Heitmeyer is worried that the nightmares are just the beginning 
We don't know what this thing is. Odds are it's going to try to up the ante, seek bigger thrills. And even if it's limited to someone's subconscious, that can fuck some shit up. Yeah. Yeah. John is like, so are we talking Freddy Krueger? This is all a bit wishy-washy for McKay. There's no hard evidence. And until there's hard evidence, it's just the boogeyman. It's just Freddy Krueger. Which, Sam adds, is why your team is going to go back to the crystal planet and get us some hard evidence. Yeah, bum, he's bum, like, bum. why? To gather the evidence you just said we needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to find out if there's more, what they are, how they work, see if we can detect, you know, get the information we need to detect one here. And as everyone breaks, McKay is like, didn't you say no more gay travel? Sam's like, I said as needed gay travel. Yep. Um, he goes, shouldn't you send the science team instead? And Ronan thankfully walks by and is like, you said you were a science team. I thought you was a science team. Oh, what's the matter? You scared now? Science bro. And I do think touches McKay on the shoulder here. (sighs) On the planet, they did get more manpower, including Zelenka. Yeah, poor Zelenka. Poor Zelenka, who can't believe McKay is making him do this. He was very specific early on that it's not just something on the planet, it's something of value on the planet. Mm -hmm. At least they're in hazmat suits. Yeah, Um, that's true. They find the original knock-glowing crystal, and McKay tells Zelenka to get started, who apparently grumbles that it's always him having to do this and check. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then throws in some sarcasm. He treats him as his own little human melpy. He does. Mm Mm-hmm. And then another crystal lights up behind Taylor. Oh, joy. Don't look at it. Don't think of it. Don't touch it. Don't. Don't nothing. Don't nothing. Um, it could be useful to, like, compare the two. Yeah. The, um, the lit one versus. The and, best. of course, after Zelenka harvests the dead, the turned off one, um, he's like, well, you can harvest the alive one, too. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Your your reward is punishment. Yeah. You're welcome. So, but it seems everything did go well. They have them both back in the science lab with all sorts of sensors hooked up to them. McKay's and Lincoln Keller are there. The science bros, like, the material around them is non-conductive because they assume it needs conductive material to move. Yep. Uh, they're hoping they can use these in a way to detect the one that's traveling around the city. Yeah. The boys talk about possible intelligence and awareness while Keller is just looking at the little crystal... Want to touch the Entering the trance. Yeah. And we see her from the crystal view. And the boys are talking about a citywide search instead of a person-by-person search. And Keller is just reaching out towards the crystal. Gotta touch it. And at some point, Zelenka just grabs her hand and is like, what? What? No. I like it. It's so pretty. Basically, no one should be left unattended around this No. And thankfully, the container was there because she had no clue what she was doing. It was absolutely mesmerizing. She just had an overwhelming urge to touch it. And like, <laughs> yeah. you said it was safe. And Zelenka's like, we said we think it's safe. Yeah. And like so many Trust predatory nothing. creatures on Earth, it just lulls in its victims. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a siren. It is. A little crystal siren. A little crystal siren. In the isolation room, Zelenka scans Lauren. It is not there anymore, which is unnerving. Mm-hmm. And Sam knows McKay said the entity needs conductive material to travel. Yeah, there's power conduits running through the whole city. Joy. Taylor walks out on the balcony and stops in her tracks, seeing Kate. Oh, yeah. Standing on the balcony railing, not facing out, facing in, and has sheer terror on her face, calling out that she doesn't want to die. 
Taylor's like, great, then come down. Then don't. As yeah. Kate wobbles, not being able to keep her balance. It's a long way down, we see. Yikes. And she says she can't come down and to please help her. And her voice is desperate as Taylor tries to walk to her. But John stands in the way. With a smirk oh. on his face, he restrains Taylor from going to help Kate. And we see from Kate's point of view as Taylor and John struggle and then just falling backwards. Yeah, that's not a fun fall. No, but the shot is great. And if the TV is large enough, you almost get that gut flip from a, like a roller yep. coaster. Yeah. Um, and we stay with the shots the entire time she is falling mm-hmm. until it just goes black. And we see Keller come into Kate Heitmeyer's room. And we see Kate sleeping in the foreground. Oh, boy. Taylor's there saying Kate didn't report for duty this morning. And Taylor can't wake her with a voice that's very clear she already knows the answer. Yeah. But Keller goes to the bed with a scanner and confirms it. Dr. Kate Heitmeyer is dead. That's because she's not sleeping. This brings a whole nother idea to that thought that people say, well, at least they died in their sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what if it was terrible? I know. Okay, not let's not live there. Okay, let's keep moving. Uh, we do get an overhead shot of Kate laying in the typical I fell way with yeah. like the one leg flipped out. Yeah, oof. Interesting, again, what everyone sleeps in. Mm-hmm. Um, in the control room, Sam has the difficult duty to go over the station wide and tell the city that they have lost Dr. Heitmeyer and it's tragic that the threat is still in the city. So until further notice, full lockdown protocols are in place. Mm -hmm. While we see Taylor and John sitting there in respective rooms processing what has happened, Sam continues to say, you know, to try and remain calm. They're doing everything they can to ensure the safety, to resolve this quickly. And that's great. But maybe leave out the specifically saying remain calm part because that's like a trigger for some people to not remain calm. Yeah. I feel like instead of just saying remain calm, you give people an action to do. Yes. Like, like, hey, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to stay in our rooms. And And catch up on paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a... Distract. Distract. Yeah. Yeah. Keller is there in the control room and she tells Sam that that was uh, horrible, but good. Mm -hmm. You know, you sounded strong, sounded reassuring. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but you don't need me to tell you that. And Sam's like, no, that's that's good to hear. I need it. Um, Today I need it. I am both new at this and stay as shit. So thank you. Yeah. As much as everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have put Sam on this pedestal. Yeah. Sam is still a person. Sam is still a person and she's still like... Not this is her first time running a city. Yes. Yeah. Even even on the SG team, as confident as she was, she, she was never on her own. There was what three people blow her? Well, not only that, she had a cam yeah. who was technically in charge. And she had well, a Jack the, who was technically in charge. Well, the few times she led SG1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they weren't there type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John is just laying there on his bed, which, like, is his bed crazy short? Because even with the pillows there, his entire boots are hanging off the end. <laughs> it's true. This know. is a trigger for me as someone who frequently has had feet hanging off beds. Yeah, this is not things I noticed. Nah. Yeah. So he just gets up and heads to the door as if he's heading somewhere. But when he opens it, Taylor is there. He was actually heading to see her and he didn't know if she wanted to see him. And Taylor just comes in and puts his arms around him and finally is let loose some of these tears. And John's like, I put my hands somewhere, right? I The most awkward hug. Where hands go. Yeah. How do I, how do I hugs? 
There's I, I, skin. Oh, you have there's there's just like open skin on the back, and you're like my coworker so and my friend. Skin. Do I touch the skin on the back? I don't know what to do because I'm like you know the gentleman person, and like you're one. Also, uh, we discussed this on our first watch. Taylor gives him the weirdest hot. Like yes, she puts her arms in the weirdest yes. placement for him to not have to go in very intimately. Like, yes. she doesn't really give him a lot of room to be like, so if she goes low, then he can sort of hug her shoulders. Yeah. Or if she goes high, then he can sort of, like, pat her side. Yeah. You know what I mean? She kind of goes in all in. Right in the middle of the chest. Well, she goes one arm up oh, and one yeah. arm down. Yeah. So he's got nowhere to go. <laughs> um, And meanwhile, I'm like, this is not how you fucking quarantine, you asshats. Yeah. Just because you're counted as essential personnel doesn't mean you can just leave your quarters when you're not doing something yeah. that's important. Rules don't apply to me. This shit passes by contact. You are all the contacting right now. Yeah. You're not helping. Just because one of you is patient zero and one of you is patient one doesn't mean you don't know it can't come back. Just because you already had COVID doesn't mean you can't get COVID again. <laughs> there. There, I said it. There you, thank okay. you. Cut to the chase. Back up in the control room, Zelenka grabs Sam because he's recalibrated the city sensors. I like that he goes to explain some of the tech stuff and he just kind of gives up. He's either, like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, it's either like, I don't care, you don't care, or I forgot your Sam and you know yeah. everything that happens. The important well, I'm part... not trying to impress you anymore. You know what it, it's kind of like when I'm when when you and I are talking and like you know the thing that I mean. Yeah. And it's like yep, okay, okay. But we don't have to keep going. The important part is they have a positive reading and Sam asks who it is. Dun, dun. And Zelenka is called McCain to the isolation room. He was called here. What's with the rubber rooms? Zelenka just said sorry and leaves and McKay finally gets it. Oh, boy. As the guard closes the door and Sam and Keller up on the observation level. John heads in and meets them. Sam explains they rubber lined the room so the entity can't transfer into the power conduits again this time. Mm. So they have a trapped, which yep. doesn't help McKay if it can now kill people in its sleep. And McKay could really use some coffee because he's already getting tired. Keller can help keep him away for at least a little bit, but long-term is dangerous to go without sleep. And again, Sam is fully aware of that, I've remembering the episode, one. Morpheus. Yep. Um, I've done this as well. She's, it, it's all of Sam's greatest hit. It is. This episode is just Sam like, I've done that. I've done been that. There, been, been there. there. Check been that there. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and I guess they rearranged the architecture of the office for Sam as well, because Weir did not have a door there. Well, you know, Sam really needed the door on that other side. <laughs> Just, you know, when you go in t to be the boss at a new place, yeah. you have to exert your power yes. by saying, make me a new door. Also, there's some great photos in the very, very background. One that could possibly be... So the one next to a John... Or sorry, I did that again. The one next to the Jack could... Looks like it might be a Cassie. I need to be better about looking at those background pictures. Yeah, and there's one that might be Daniel in the tux. Nice. And I'm like, wouldn't you have all your family photos? Yeah. Yeah. I also like that there's a sextant up on the shelves, and I who, wonder who that was a gift from. And I almost think that was a gift from her dad when she was young. Oh, I can see that. Like, yeah. that was probably in her office on base somewhere, it too. It may have been somewhere kind of in the lab. Into a more, uh, like, Specialized, visible, yeah. Yeah. Highlighted. 
Yeah. And I she like has it. that, she has those, they're shelves, but they only have one thing in each section so they can be highlighted. Yep. I'm like, I've never had shelves that do that in my life ever. <laughs> yeah. I've tried, but I live with a clutter bug. Hi. <laughs> You've seen my my Weasley burrow of a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. John wonders if if the entity knows it's trapped because maybe there's a way to reason with it. Mm. And I like that Sam assumes that being in Weir's old office made him think of that because John admits that normally he just shoots bad guys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but Taylor and Ronan come in having just heard and hoping there is something they can do to help. Um, but if they can talk to the entity, what would they even say? Get out. John's like, I haven't thought that far. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> give me a second. I'm coming up yeah. with the ideas as I go. We're brainstorming here. And this isn't even my first idea. I would just shoot it, but there's a McKay there. Yeah. So Sam worries that if it likes fear or worse, when it's trapped and backed into a corner, it can go out in a blaze of glory, which would include killing McKay. Mm-hmm. And John wonders if maybe back into the corner survival instinct will kick in. Yeah. Um. So... Taylor's like, well, maybe we can just give it the chance to go home, back into the crystal, and just send it, just chuck it back through the gate. Yeah, yeah. She's the kind of person who puts a spider outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. If, mm-hmm. <laughs> Spiders who are outside can stay exactly where they are. Spiders inside die. <laughs> I'm a get-out-spider person myself. Mm-mm. <laughs> the bugs are in my house. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Sam wonders about... A waking dream and if they can hypnotize McKay to talk to the entity and they reference that he has had a taste of meditation before yeah Ronan's hearing all this and is like what even yeah how what? you want McKay to ask it to leave McKay is the biggest scaredy cat in the world he has zero intimidation <laughs> yeah, he has a minus three intimidation like, John's like scary things are not his strong suit yeah guys if you want him to science it out maybe bore him out of there yeah especially if the scary thing is manipulating his subconscious yeah 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 um and if only one of them could get into the dream with him and help him out with some moral support. Hmm. Hey, Sam, of all the things you've come across, haven't you come across a way to get into someone else's dreams? Let's do this. Sam is already steps ahead of that and is racing out of the control room. I'm not sure what's going on, but John thinks he's about to see a side of McKay he's never wanted to see. Mm. And the entire end of the scene, I like that Ronan keeps asking what the fuck is going on and yep. no one is explaining anything yeah, to no him. no time. No time. <laughs> Sam has a device from the gamekeeper sent over, the one that we used to make the game, quote unquote, from Avatar. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamekeeper was the episode I was thinking of. Gamekeeper was the original one, but they used that same yeah. technology to make the Avatar Got game. It. Got it. And okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're connected. Uh, I'm impressed that she's able to get that here so fast. Well, that's the beauty of having the McKay, the relay station. So Carter McKay, McKay Carter Intergalactic Gate Bridge. The truck stop? Yeah, the truck stop. Yeah. yeah. Intergalactic truck stop. It's completely untested to be used in this matter. Dreams are squirrels and not really understood. <laughs> I like that term, squirrel. <laughs> dreams are squirrels. That's the other AK for this episode. Yep. Dreams are squirrels. Dreams are squirrels. Um, but they're hoping the device will be able to translate something, at least in some way, that John can interact with McKay. Mm-hmm. As they are both on gurney, surrounded by all sorts of equipment, McKay asks John if he's sure about this, and he's like, absolutely fucking not. Nope. 
But we're doing it. McKay so admits he's pretty screwed up. John fully is aware of that. <laughs> and McKay does pre... I mean, imagine letting someone into your subconscious. I would be nervous oh. even without McKay's yeah. fear of everything. Yeah. I... I think my my biggest fear would again not be the surface level of the subconscious, but exactly as I talk about is like the weird dark corners that I ignore. Well, yeah, the things that you show. <laughs> hey, what's in this closet here? It's, and, my, yeah. it's Monica's closet. Yeah, friends. you let me into your subconscious. I'm going straight for those closets, whether I mean to or not. I know. It's just what I'm. Uh, there's a lot of feelings back here. I'm all for this, okay? And, and you're I'm like, like, no, no. We don't. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, McKay pre-thinks him for even trying this and seriously, don't say I didn't warn you. Yeah. (laughs) As Keller gives him the sedative. And nothing happens immediately, but next to immediately, McKay starts dreaming. And in his dream, McKay is in the middle of a storm in a rowboat, Atlantis in the distance, lightning and thunder, and he just keeps rowing. And just rowing. keep rowing. Just keep rowing. I think of I always, I think of that episode of The Simpsons where Bart sells his soul. Oh, and they're all rowing away with yeah. their souls, and he can't because he doesn't have a soul to mm-hmm. row with him. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he he does stop when he hears and sees a whale swimming nearby. And he's like, "Nice whale, nice whale. I am your friend. You're you don't want to eat me." <laughs> and j- evil John is there. I'm just going to call him Evil John, a like good it. John. Yeah. Um, telling him to give up. And I love how chill he is sitting there as if it's not pouring raining and somehow his hair is defying gravity oh, yeah. even in the rain. Yeah. He's got that good ultra hole gel. Yeah. He's like, you're never going to make it because you're weak. Yikes. And McKay's like, fuck you. That's not encouragement. How are you helping? <laughs> Thinking this is John. Come to help him. But no, good John is behind him. Oh, like a little angel in the, the devil same on black fleece. Yep. Telling McKay not to listen to evil John and his hair is sticking up in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Evil John continues that he's pathetic and he might as well jump in. And good John is like, don't be afraid. I wish they'd made Evil John have a slick back hair. I know. Just because that's usually like the evil hair. The evil hair, yeah. Um, McKay just knows he has to get back to Atlantis and starts rowing again. Mm-hmm. And so both Johns continue, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, John it up. And, and McKay tells good John that, you know, words are easy. Why aren't you helping me row? And then suddenly John is sitting Yay. next to him in the rowboat. They both have oars and are rowing in the most ineffectual way ever. Guys, you aren't getting anywhere with that no, row stroke. Yeah, even I was like, that can't be right. No. <laughs> Uh, good John points out that this isn't as strange as you led me to believe. And <laughs> that's when McKay's like, yeah, but what about that? <laughs> and there's just a clown sitting behind him. Oh, boy. Which I'm... is a big nope. Yeah. John hates clowns. It's not great. I also like that there is a scene here. It's it's an editing thing. If you blink and you miss it, if they go into the tight shot for a second, John's hair is completely flattened against his head. Oh, I missed And then you that. go back to the wide shot and he's like ruffled it up. I <laughs> missed that. sticking straight up again. Dang it. Um, and evil John tells him that they can paddle all they want, but you're not going anywhere. McKay is sure that he's right and we're going to die. And good John is, tells him to not be afraid. He can't hurt him. You, He can't hurt you. You are doing great. And that's where 
Evil John says, that's where you're wrong. And from overhead, we see a giant whale come straight up from the bottom like the Jaws poster and just swallow them whole. Big yike. So I think I would be in danger if I came into contact with a whale because I grew up <laughs> knowing that whales can only eat small things they, that they filter through the baleen. They krill, yeah. Um, but not all whales have that, right? It's only some of them. So there's there's the toothed whales, like sperm whales yeah. and other things like that. And then there's the baleen whales. So I forget that tooth whales are a thing. So yeah. I would be like, hello, whale friend. You can eat me if yeah. you wanted to. Uh, teeth. Yes. That would I be mean, my device. I mean, they don't tend, like, like, sperm whales eat, like, who knows, giant squid and shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll eat you. They will. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I would forget that they can. I'd be like, you're a humpback whale, right? Yes. We're friends now. We are friends now. Yeah. You're a, you're a big, great blue whale? Yes, we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I sing the free willy theme. And then you run into an orca and you're like, you forget the fact that orcas are assholes. Yep. With teeth. <laughs> orcas are giant. I love them to death. Giant assholes. Yep. I like it. <laughs> um, We wake back up in the isolation room. And John sort of wakes up and hears the machine flatlining. And Zelenka tells him that McKay's in cardiac arrest. And they try and shock McKay's heart. And they see Piara's heart. And eventually Keller calls it. McKay is dead. And they all process I gotta that. tell you, Keller doesn't call anybody's time of death. <laughs> no. She's really bad at that. <laughs> well, it's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> John would forget to call. Keller never calls. Okay, but when I was little and I would play games where people die, I would always call time of death. Well, but you're not. This is John. That's fair. I'm also the weirdo that loves medical shows. John slowly. It's not that hard to make the connection. I grew up having to deal with a lot of medical shit. I love all the medical shit. The end. Um, John very slowly walks the hallway later, processing everything. And that's when Taylor comes up and just flat out fucking blames him. You did this. And that would almost be a relief. I'd be like, oh, I'm dreaming. Oh, thank God. Uh, Ronan does the same thing you have. He's like, you had to touch the stupid rock, didn't you? And we're getting that great point of view shot. Yeah. As Sam comes up and throws some more blame. Keller does as well. And then uh, Sam says John's been compromised, relieving him of duty. And that's when John sees evil John lurking in the background with the smirk. I knew it was you. Son of a bitch. It's just like the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, when they're all pointing at each other. <laughs> just, just, no, son of a bitch. And John goes after him, runs, leaps, and they both go straight through a wall like it wasn't there. Yep. In the actual isolation room, yes, they are defibrillating McKay, but he quickly comes to and tries to get up worried about John. And I'm like, bitch, I'm pretty sure your chest hurts. Just lie there for a second. Yeah, ow. <laughs> Say it with me. Ow. ow. Yeah. It's like a kick to the chest. And and Zelenka tells him that the entity is now in John. Yeah. This fight, we have back-to-back episodes with, like, all-star fight scenes. But yeah, uh, the Johns are fighting full Mortal Kombat style. John versus John yeah. in the gate room with an active event horizon. The shot that starts this off with one with, with John on the ground and the other John above him with the stargate. Oh, so good. Yeah. They quickly stand up and face off, and Good John says that he can, that like you can quit, you can quit all you want because I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. yeah. And Evil John's like, I know better <laughs> because I am the one thing that you're afraid of. I I'm am the, the fact one who that is here. I am the one who knocks. 
Um, I am the evil that quacks in the night. He goes, because I am proof that you failed your friends. And like... Sorry. Yeah. And like, you brought this upon them and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And honestly, that shit probably digs down to what actually is some of John's biggest fears. Yeah. No, it knows. It's, it knows. it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but John can do it. I believe in John. Yeah. Again, not going to give a beat by beat for this fight. It's so good. I will say, thank God that good John is wearing a different outfit. Yes. I happened to be wearing the fuzzy, cozy clothes. Exactly. Oh, boy. Um, You know, evil John knows all of good John's moves. Does all of this basically happen in one night? Because I feel like... No. In the morning, are they having breakfast or dinner? In the, at the end of the episode. Well, it's the middle of the night. Okay. It's it, like, I kept it this middle of the night because everyone's like, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think this happens over three, four days, the oh, full okay. thing. Okay. The full episode. Yeah. Um, but at the start, they're both getting hits in, but after not too long, Evil John is definitely getting the leg up. Good John gets thrown across room a few times, gets thrown up the stairs. The shot of like Good John rolling over with Evil John slowly walking up the stairs smirking. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. That's pretty great. So good. I do love when he throws him up the stairs too. Yeah. Like Jeebus. In the isolation room, Keller reports that John's heart rate is dangerously high and she can't just wake him up at this point. Yeah. McKay has an idea and tells them to hook him up again. Pull me in, coach. I'm ready. To play. Today, <laughs> uh, Good John is still fighting back, but not for too long. Mm-hmm. However, every hit he takes, he gets back up. He gets back up. He gets back up until eventually he's kicked over the railing down to the first floor. Oof. And this time he doesn't get back up. Get up. Evil John just like vampire jumps down yeah. and tells him to fight, he yells. And Good John's like, nah, because that's what you want. And you're dumb. And evil John tells him that, you know, Heitmeyer and McKay being dead are your fault. Mm. And McKay, off screen, just tells both Johns that he's not dead as he walks down the stairs. Boom, boom, boom. His knight in shiny armor. Evil John just grabs him and throws him against the wall banister case thing. Sure, yeah. And uh, McKay's just like, you can't win. Like yeah. we realize that you're vulnerable to electric shock, and that's why you left me. That's why you left me yep. before you could kill me, is because they had to shock my heart. Mm-hmm. And then electricity they had to kickstart my heart. Okay, that's all. That's all I'm giving. Uh, just like the, you know, the 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 forest lightning, blue lightning comes yeah, out yeah. and, oh, yeah. and just electrocutes the shit out of Evil John from all sides, definitely hurting him. Mm-hmm. Good John's real confused. Yeah, what's happening? And in the real world, we see that McKay, McKay, we see that Keller is shocking John with a defibrillator in a very painful way, uh-huh. not to restart his heart way. No, no. His heart's already going. Yeah. Yeah. And clearly evil John does not like this as the electricity brings him to his knees and eventually fades away, but it's left evil John weak. Get him. So good John can pick him up and they spin with the camera for a while until a John is thrown through the Stargate. Yeah. We know it's good John that's left mm-hmm. because of his fuzzy North Face shirt. Thank God for fuzzy North Face John. But but McKay is so sure. And so he's like, which John are you? He's like, it's the Mimi one. Which McKay are you? 
Dun, dun, dun. Uh, they both agree that this is really weird. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, McCain really thought there'd be more hot girls here. <laughs> and legit, honestly, John did too. Yeah, well, I mean, not in his fear zone. Yeah, those they're are in a different room. They're in a different room. They're probably in the cafeteria with all the food. In in the hot tub. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, there's a hot tub in the middle of the cafeteria. Why wouldn't there be? Yep. Uh, back in the real world, the crystal is glowing again because the entity is trapped back in it. As both McKay and John wake up, and dramatic music is playing, and the guys have a new deep connection with each other. Yay! Back on the planet. I don't know why they like went to the location to yeah, drop the crystals off. Just chuck it through, chuck it through the Stargate. Yep. Bye. And then just just erase that address. Yep. Never go back there again. Um, but they don't le- open dead inside. <laughs> yeah. But they leave the two crystals there, and suddenly other crystals around them light up. It's little crystal buddies. And then we get an overhead view, and we see the crystals like on the entire planet are lighting up. And I, I listen. Listen, considering what one of these things did, that's threatening as shit. That would just wipe out all of Atlantis that's in one night. goddamn terrifying. Yeah, I love it. That's terrifying. I do love, I do love a tree that can defend itself, though. I, they try to play it off like it's a, the trees are saying thank you. It's like, no, no. those trees are going, get off this planet. Get the fuck or out. <laughs> We've dealt with your kind before. We don't like what they did. That's what I hope. That's what I, that I need to write that horror movie that yeah. is a, a take on global warming. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the trees fucking glow across. Yeah. Ends. Ends, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Fuck y'all. I love it. Um, <laughs> the last march of the Ents, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and McKay and John agree that they should get the fuck off this planet. Yep. Real fast. That night, John is having a late night snack as he's reading a magazine and mm-hmm. Taylor couldn't sleep. So she sits down and some time passes and McKay's then has a plate of food and he sits down and some more time passes and Ronan's joined them. And then some more time passes and Keller and Sam come and sit down again on that Yay. beautiful balcony and we fade out. I like that they've let... Keller on into the table this yeah. easily. Like I know that they have to write it that way, but yeah. I like the idea that they were just like, yeah, we're we're you know, mm-hmm. it sucks that Carson's gone and you are filling a gap, but we'd like you as a person. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're not gonna be like you're not Beckett, fuck off. Yeah, you know? and I I feel like with Sam they have to let her in, <laughs> but it won't be long before no. they love Sam. But they, right now it's like, well, she's the boss, so she can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, with her they don't have to let no. her. But I do appreciate that they, they've adopted her into the group. Yeah. But we lost our psych. Yeah. Um, our therapist. Pour, pour one out. Um, yeah, I finished my drink, but I will. Slanja to uh, to Kate, to uh, Dr. Kate Heitmeyer. Um, I hope we get a new therapist because y'all need it. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of you need one. All of y'all. Including our doctor who keeps <laughs> so loosey-goosey with the ambient. Oh, man. Um, but yeah. I, I keep thinking of the... Okay, this last thing before we close it up. Yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt has a bit about Ambien mm-hmm. and when I find it I will post it okay. but if you know it or if you want to look up Patton Oswalt Ambien <laughs> joke it is worth your time <laughs> I I just wanted to say that this episode does indeed confirm the, your theory of fucking kill all doppelgangers every time yeah every single time yeah 
I've yet to run into a situation where you shouldn't. The only time we run across a situation where we shouldn't was when we had Rod, the, the McKay from the other world. <gasps> right. But we sort of He was an asshole, that. but he was still a doppelganger. Yeah. But yeah. And that's it usually 99.9% is Look, if... I will lose a rod if it means... <laughs> if, yeah. If it means none of this other shit. Uh, but yeah, this was fun. This yeah. is one of those like... It's just trying to integrate the new cast. Yeah. We're just kind of feeling our feels. So next week we are covering Travelers. In two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry, we even tra- I forgot. Yeah. Two weeks. We're covering Travelers. So yeah, we do apologize ahead of time. There was just no way around it. Yeah. We can't see it in the books. So we won't see you next week. But we'll see you in two weeks with yes. Travelers. Yes. Um. Until then... Thank you for posting our weird questions on the <laughs> Facebooks because that was bothering me. Yeah. So if you have any others, uh, you know where to find us on Twitter or Tara Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like us, view us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you in two weeks. We love you. Bye. Bye.